Welcome in, everybody. This is a Monday edition of the Falcons podcast. It's just after 9 a.m. on Monday morning, a crisp morning here in the southeast in Atlanta. Feels pretty good. Should warm up nicely. I got baseball later today, Nick. I'm pretty psyched about baseball on a Monday at 5 o'clock. So we're going to talk some Falcons. We're going to talk some quarterback. Yes, that is still what we are talking about, at least for the next two weeks before free agency opens. Nick, how are you doing today, my friend? Tired, very thankful that I uh, have work off today for President's Day, but uh, we're we're here, we're live, just got done feeding the guy, and uh, coffee's hot and ready to roll. Coffee is hot, yeah, and uh, yeah, kids, babies and pets don't care what time you went to bed, when it's time to get up, it's time to get up, so uh, it's uh, holidays don't really matter <laughs> when you've got either pets or small children. So uh, when they're on schedule, they are on schedule. We've got a lot to get into today over the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, Bleacher Report did a, um, and I know Bleacher Report, but Bleacher Report has matured over the years. And they did a best and worst case scenario for every quarterback needy team. And there were some eyebrow raisers in there, including the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to get into that. want to talk a little bit of the NFL Network's draft rankings as far as last draft class. I got a bone to pick with at least one of those rankings that have to do with the Atlanta Falcons. And we'll talk betting odds. We'll, we'll kind of roll all that in together with the uh, with the, the quarterbacks and best and worst case scenarios. But first, we want to say hello to some folks that were here nice and early in the chat. Like Oblivion Empire, before we even got started, he says, I wouldn't mind uh, getting J.J. McCarthy than the wide receiver that was his former uh, teammate in college. That was Roman Wilson. Um, and how, you think Roman Wilson should be about a third-round guy um, around in that network, or is he gonna is he sliding up a little bit? He's He had a really good senior bowl. I mean, I think it was it was Mel Kuyper or Daniel Jeremiah or somebody had him at pick 32 overall wow. in a recent mock. So I think he's probably going to go somewhere in that 50 to 60 range personally, just because he's a little diminutive. But it's a really good wide receiver class. But there's a I think there's a clear drop off after the first three. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, he has a big catch rate. He's had a good time. He's supposed to run really well. So I think. Early mid second, some, somewhere somewhere round two is where he's going to come off the board. Yeah, and, and and OE comes in. He says, "Yeah, in the second round." Um, Ryan Adonis read my uh, title and checked out the picture, and uh, Ryan Tannehill's on it. He says there is no way in hell we ever sign Ryan Tannehill. So we'll get into that in just a moment, Ryan, because I agree with you on the Ryan in there. Uh, Roger Cook, afternoon, Nick Scott, and everyone. He's coming in from across the pond. Good to see you in the morning. Silas Draven here is good, good and early. Michael Ranquillo up early with us as usual. Good morning, uh, Scott and Nick on the Falcons podcast. Philip Crawford, good to see you. He says, "Good morning, guys. If we can get just get a true, if we can get just if we can just get a true veteran QB and still move up in the draft for Jaden Daniels, our future will be bright. That's going to be tough." That I again, I think it's going to be really tough to move up into the top three. Went over that a lot on Friday. I've talked a lot about it. Uh, the problem is, is the teams in the top three need quarterbacks too. And in order to buy them out of that spot, you'd have to convince them that hey, we don't really need a quarterback. We want what you're giving more. Well, if they want what you have more than a quarterback, then why would you want the quarterback than what you're giving? You you don't you totally have to overpay for that. I think it's going to be really really tough. Uh, 100 Realists says, good morning, Scott, Nick, and Falcons family. Ready for yet another great stream? I appreciate it. We'll try and live up to that on the Falcons podcast. So that's a good reminder to 
hit that like and subscribe when you're watching. We get a lot of views after the fact. Uh, our live numbers have gone up dramatically over the course of the last month. And then our after the show sh numbers are going up. So hit that like and subscribe if you're if you're um, checking us out after the fact and, and watching on demand. Uh, appreciate you. And R Rusty says, best case is we land May or Daniels. That's Jaden Daniels or Drake May. Worst case is Kirk Cousins or Jaden McCarthy. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that as best case. Best case is you get one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft. However, I disagree that worst case is Kirk Cousins or J.J. McCarthy. I, I think worst case is status quo, Nick. The worst yeah. case scenario for the Atlanta Falcons right now, I think, would be status quo. Would mean they struck out on everybody, didn't draft anybody, didn't sign anybody, and you're going back in with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. That, to me, is worst case scenario. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, maybe, also. Uh, that's. I think uh, Kirk Cousins, Rusty, I know you've been following us for a bit, so we appreciate you for that, but I think it was back in, like, October or September, I'm like, man, you put Kirk Cousins on this team and you'd be probably four more wins. I mean, that's probably says as much about Ritter, but he's been really good. The Achilles injury really throws a wrench in it, uh, but he makes a lot of sense for the offense that you want to run with Zach Robinson here of that Sean McVay, uh, Mike Shanahan disciple or tree, I guess, for if you go far enough down. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that neither of those would be worst case uh, for me, in my opinion, I think all of these, if you walk away with any of these ones, Falcons, I would be pretty excited as a Falcons fan. Yeah, I think worst case still. <clears throat> and um, I'll put this in the stream real quick because it's an interesting read, even though I, I do have some head scratchers on here. The best and worst case uh, bleach report. And I don't remember. I didn't check to see the, the person I will before we get out of here. The, the name he says the best case scenario, and he's got the Falcons last out of all this. So I'm wondering are all the quarterbacks gone and the Falcons are finished? And that's why, you know, they're picking from the scraps because he's got the best case scenario is Ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. Come on. I can think of literally, I bet I can sit here and think of 10 things I would rather do than sign Ryan Tannehill, 36 year old Ryan Tannehill coming off injuries. And, and I still believe people, and, and you've, you've said it and I, I understand. He's like, it's a better fit with Arthur Smith, and it is. I still believe if Arthur Smith really thought Ryan Tannehill was the answer, he would have made a move for Ryan Tannehill. He would have been available after, you know, the, they go Will Levis. He would have been available at the trade deadline. He would have been available. He would have already been an Atlanta Falcon. Yep. Now, Arthur Smith's gone, but that's the guy who would want Ryan Tannehill, not Zach Robinson, not Raheem Moore. This to me, I, I don't. I'm not going to bore you by naming ten, but I think I could name ten guys I'd rather have than yeah. than uh, than Kirk Cousins. Five in the draft alone. Then Kirk Cousins. Maybe six, maybe six guys in the draft I'd rather have than than Ryan Tannehill. Okay, you you misspoke. You said rather than Kirk Cousins. No, no, like, oh, Ryan give me Tannehill. The names. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Then Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's going to get a cheap kind of one year, two year deal, and uh, he's going to be more expensive than a Russell Wilson. Per se, uh, I think that you know Kirk Cousins. If he does leave Minnesota, I think we are on Kirk Cousins' watch for the the Falcons. But I wouldn't be shocked at all with a Russell Wilson slash JJ uh, McCarthy pairing either. You know, just kind of giving yourself buying yourself a year for vet men and then moving forward. Uh, so I don't know a lot of options. And again, you're not picking in the top three, which is the ideal spot to be looking for a quarterback. But out of the, any of the teams that are on the outside looking into the top three right now. Falcons are in the best position. You have good infrastructure in place and you have 
four picks in the top 100. We'll see what happens with Calvin Ridley. I think the Jags are probably going to let him walk. So it's just going to be a third instead of a second, but still that's a valuable trade piece. Uh, gives you a lot of flexibility. So uh, you're, you're still in a good spot regardless. The question is how high is that JJ McCarthy rocket ship uh, going to go? Is it, uh, is this manufactured out of the chargers? I mean, dating back to the off season, Bruce Feldman, who's as connected as anybody in the college circles, um, uh, college football circles have said that their, their teams out there entering the season that had McCarthy, their quarterback one over Williams over may. So I think there's more than just, you know, artificial buzz there. I think some teams really, really like him. So we'll see. It's going to be fascinating. And is this week combine week or is it next week? I always get it confused. It's coming. It's usually the, it's usually the end of uh, the end of February. So I think next week. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done my search on it either. I'm a day to day kind of guy. You know, I rarely plan on, you know, Nick will send me, Hey, I want to give you my fall schedule. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm thinking about tomorrow. So mm-hmm. remind me tonight. <laughs> so I uh, I haven't looked, but I figure I, I'm almost positive it'd be next week, but I haven't looked, so I could sound like an idiot. Um, Greg says, coming in, Greg Custom Kicks over on YouTube with a $10 super chat. Thanks for breaking the ice for us on YouTube with a super chat. As a reminder, this is the most direct way to support the stuff that uh, the shows and the, the work that Nick and I do is with a super chat, super chat like Greg just did. He says, morning, guys. What do you think is the best possible option that the Falcons take to handle the quarterback situation here in Atlanta. There's so many routes. Number eight isn't too bad of a spot, in my opinion. Not the only team that's quarterback needy. What do you think is the best best option for the Atlanta Falcons? Best option for the Atlanta Falcons is that they absolutely love uh, McCarthy, probably, and he falls due to at eight, and you don't have to trade up for him. And uh, he comes in and right away is caretaking the offense, utilizing the running backs. Let's not let's and, not project though. Let's let's say it's it's May first. It's done. What's the best? What what would you say is the best possible? It's like realistic scenario. Let's not say okay this and he goes on to do this. That's a given. Okay, best to be option. They draft Joe Milton and he becomes you know he he becomes this. Let's not project on that. Let's deal with what we what we know. Well, it's kind of hard to not project with prospects in general. I know, but I know, but you like go with what you who you think your projection is. Like, do you think JJ McCarthy is that guy? Do oh, man, you think, it's so hard to say. I know, it's so hard to say with McCarthy. He's <laughs> really talented. But you'd feel really good about that if it was Caleb Williams. You're like, oh yeah, Caleb like, Williams would be uh, best yeah, case yeah. scenario. We take that in. So take where you think they are as a prospect, along with the other options that are available and the cost, and say. This is what I want the Falcons to do. Okay, well, I need to put away that uh, Broncos in my head because uh, I don't want you to take the quarterback that I want. Uh, but I guess in that scenario, it'd probably be the NFL maybe overthinking a little bit. Drake May and him falling to five overall. And the Falcons making a move with the Chargers who are des- – sounds like they're desperate to move down from five, uh, from five to eight. And you guys going up to get Drake May who for some reason – I don't know if the NFL is actually going to be that way in the end. I think it's more of the fantasy football folks, but uh, Drake may fall in and the Falcons going up and getting a height, weight, speed, arm talent guy. Who's right, what's just- the next best option? Cause I'm scratching those three off the board. I'm scratching Caleb Williams, Drake may and Jaden Daniels off the board. They go one, two, three. They're not available. It's probably then taking, it's probably JJ McCarthy. Then uh, I think Kirk cousins would be great for the immediacy. Uh, but I don't know if this draft really, I think your value of the number eight overall pick, like if there was a no doubt, like edge or defensive tackle or something there, like, oh man, we can get ourselves a all future all pro edge rusher. Hell yeah. Hallelujah. I don't think in this draft you're getting that at eight. Uh, so in that case, I think it's probably more so the quarterback 
and Eileen McCarthy. If Cousins didn't have an injury, I might say that as well, but I just, the Achilles scares the hell out of me. So I guess I'll go McCarthy, although, man, it makes me nervous. What do you do with Russell Wilson then? Could you do Russell Wilson and McCarthy? Oh, I think that's certainly possible. It just gives yourself a little bit of a window here uh, where let's say you're trying to just get McCarthy up to speed on the offense. Uh, it's definitely so super young um, and Wilson's going to be paid cheap. Uh, there's no way at this point anybody's signing him for more than to be a one-year stopgap given what we've seen in the age uh, he's at. So if anybody's paying him more than that, then God bless and good luck. Uh, but uh, I think that's J.J. McCarthy and uh, Russell Wilson is certainly a, a possibility. So I think I've got three here. I've got three here, and I'm not sure how to force rank them as Greg here as, as we want to talk about them. And I think one of these three should happen. One, a relatively inexpensive a day two uh, trade for Justin Fields. That's on the table. It's possible. Two, J.J. McCarthy at eight and Russell Wilson. I, I, I think you could end up with Russell Wilson and someone else, but I would rather have J.J. McCarthy and sign Russell Wilson to a one-year deal. J.J.'s 21 years old, may, about to be 22. He's three years younger than a lot of the other guys that you could have after that. Um, three would be Kirk Cousins on what amounts to a one-year deal. Now, $40 million is a lot of money. What's not going to happen? Kirk Cousins is going to get more than that. He's based on what I've heard from talking about, the, he's going to get a really big guaranteed contract, and it's probably going to span over three. You think, he get, you think he gets 80 plus million guaranteed? Okay, I then I would be out on that. I, really do. <laughs> I would be in on a three-year, $120 million deal with 45 guaranteed. That's basically a one-year deal. Anything, anything with 50 or less in guaranteed money is a one-year deal. Anything 50 or over becomes a two-year deal for Kirk Cousins, um, for the most part. You can you can eat some some dead cap on that. But um, and again, it's, yes, it's a lot of money. One, it is a lot of money. Two, that's how much you paid Ryan uh, Matt Ryan to play somewhere else. You took a forty-three million dollar dead cap hit for somewhere else. That's how much you paid Julio Jones to go be a Tennessee Titan. You paid that much for guys that weren't even on the team. We, the, the Falcons carried almost $90 million in dead cap money. So $40 million in an investment in a quarterback isn't that much. But those are my three, and I go I go back and forth just a little bit. I'd be really excited. It, the, I'd be really excited to see Justin Fields play. I really would. I think he would put a spark in this team. That would be the most pulse-raising move i think just the the electricity that he immediately brings to a game uh with his big play capability kirk cousins would be the best right now but it's risky as hell financially um injury age mm -hmm. all three of those things are are risky and then there's always a risk when you draft a guy but i like jj mccarthy the best uh at number eight and, and you bring in russell wilson too maybe you get kirk cousins light and jj mccarthy that yeah. seems that seems really good. So I'm I'm leaning towards JJ McCarthy at eight, and you sign Russell Wilson to a a one year one and a half million deal. Those I think are the three most likely options for the Atlanta Falcons at quarterback. Nick, I agree with you completely. And I see there's some Penix talk in the chat here. Penix had a pretty good season, obviously at uh, Washington, but there's outside of, and I see people talking about the medicals too. Outside the medicals, there's a lot of data that surrounds Penix that I just I don't know how well his game is going to translate um, out of the top. 
I'm almost ready to say top five quarterbacks and not have panics included, but let's just say top six um, quarterbacks completion percentage on the move. So when they are forced off their initial drop back spot, uh, you have Penix at 23.3% accuracy off the spot. That is abysmal. McCarthy 71.1%. So he is actually, I mean, that's, that'd be good if a straight static drop back pass game. Um, he's unbelievable in that data point. Uh, so there's that. And also you have a, a, a red zone pass numbers, McCarthy, 63.2%, nine touchdowns and two interceptions. Panic's only 59.7% accuracy in the red zone. So there's uh, some concerning numbers. And the way I see Penix is like, if it's a straight static drop back and he doesn't really have to worry about the pass rush so much. Uh, and, you know, that f- first read is there specifically, you know, outside the hash marks. He's got a good arm. You see the live arm. He can rip it. But once things, once he's forced off that spot and he has to be a athlete in space and throw off of different platforms, throw off of different uh, arm angles, the accuracy tanks. It's just, I, I don't see it there. So if you're looking for an under center play action quarterback, especially that probably the, the Shanahan tree, I don't know if Penix is that guy. There's just yeah. so much movement and athleticism in the quick twitch area involved in that kind of offense from the quarterback. So I don't know. It's not, I mean, I'm pulling for Penix. I was definitely loving the ride out here in Washington. I could see Husky stadium from my house for God's sake as the good fun time out here. Uh, but I just don't think there's too much data that suggests there's like a lot of red flags here with Penix translation to the NFL game. And that's besides him being 24 years old next year and having shoulder injuries and knee injuries at this point. I just, I I, I don't think you can put him in the top five. I just yeah, don't. He had, he had four season ending injuries. That's he played six seasons. His last two, he played healthy at Washington. He, his season ended early all four seasons at Indiana. He played three games, seven games, six games, five games, and then he played 13 and 15. So he was, he did stay healthy. It, it does Chris scare you. Um, some talk about uh, Chris Jones in here. Seriously doubt Chris Jones is going anywhere. Tag candidate. I, I was going through Adam Schefter broke down some numbers and some of these guys based on their original salary. Like I guess there's some rule in there, Nick, if, if your salary is already in the top five and it's higher than what a tag would be, then it escalates off your initial salary. So Good. um Good. You can't tag him. It, it goes like 1.5 per, you know, one time, 1.5 times your salary. So his his tag instead of like 21 for a defensive lineman goes up to almost 30. Mike Evans is in the same situation. So those guys won't be tagged, but they're certainly new contract. Uh, you know, they they want to stay. Chris Jones kind of yelled out, you know, I'm not going anywhere, you know, and they'll 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 find ways to pay him and they have to kick the can down the road a little bit. But Chris Jones would be uh would be really nice. Um, Jeremy, good to see you. Says I could see Cousins coming back to Minnesota for a better deal if he wants to stay with O'Connell, and then he and then he's coming off an injury. They're still the favorites, the Vikings are, but the betting favorites, according to DraftKings now, to get Kirk Cousins if he leaves Minnesota are the Atlanta Falcons. Justin Fields, the number one team for him right now, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. We talked about that on Friday from Arthur Smith with Justin Fields as a better fit and Kirk Cousins to Zach Robinson as a better fit, Nick. I think so. I agree. I, I mean, again, it's the kind of more timing-based, middle-of-the-field uh, oriented pass game, and I love Justin Fields' talent and upside and athleticism, but he is essentially kind of a, a more athletic, bigger Russell Wilson at this point, which can be good in a good offense, but not, I think, if you're trying to play so much in structure. Uh, so he did a good job as the season progressed and, you know, there's still a lot of meat on the bone for Justin Fields to improve. 
Uh, but he did a much better job of stop taking stupid sacks uh, that were killers. But again, with Zach Robinson, I just don't know about the more timing oriented uh, offense. Now, if Robinson is, you know, worth his salt uh, as a offensive coordinator, and you want to talk about getting himself a head coach gig real quickly, taking a Justin Fields and changing your scheme to the quarterback, uh, I think is a, uh, a good way to, you know, get eyeballs on you rather than this is our system. This is what you have to do. Uh, but uh, I think that cousins probably, if you're talking about the fit, it just, it makes more sense to me. Me too. And again, the, the, the price tag isn't outrageous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, Oh, 40, you hear $40 million and you just go, Oh my God. And, and Kirk cousins will turn 36 in August. So right before the season, you hear the price tag, $40 million, $45 million. $40 million for a quarterback puts him 10th, like t- it, like tied for 10th. So like the top 12 quarterbacks make 40 million plus. That's mm-hmm. the going rate if you want to get a, a veteran quarterback, which is why you want to draft one if you can. A uh, couple things real quick. Then we want to do a quick mock draft. Courtney Jordan comes in and says, morning, fellas. Uh, glad little Nick was allowed to allowed you to join us today. Um, we're guys that I think Wilson to the Raiders, sticking it to Peyton. Ryan Tannehill to the Steelers, possible. Cousins remains um, a Viking and Fields to Atlanta. What do you guys think? I think it's possible. Again, I, I just, I think my gut tells me if Arthur Smith wanted Ryan Tannehill, he already would have had him. We'll see. We will see. But that's what my gut tells me, Nick, about Ryan Tannehill and Arthur Smith. Oddly, and I don't know if there's some insider baseball going on here, but uh, I don't know if you saw last week the odds for Russell Wilson's landing spot for the Steelers went from like plus 300 to negative 110, which is a big jump to the Steelers to the Steelers. Hmm. So I and the Steelers have talked about not making a big, huge splash trade, but looking to improve the position. And when the odds change that much, that drastically, typically you heard something, somebody's talking now, granted it is the, those betting markets are very much based on, you know, the meet the public as well. I don't know if, I don't know if you remember last year, but we had the, uh, Oh my gosh, Bo Nix number one overall. There's that Reddit thread. The odds have totally changed because money was coming in because of that. So it's, it can be pretty fluky in that regard too, but I think it's at least worth noting uh, how much that um, the odds shifted drastically um, towards the Steelers with Russell Wilson going there. So we will see, uh, but again, noteworthy. I, I think at least. Yeah, you know, Ryan Adonis says, let's draft McCarthy and let the man grow. And, and Jeremy says, McCarthy probably needs to sit a year. That's okay. Let's sign Russell Wilson for a year and draft JJ McCarthy. That would be something you could get behind Atlanta Falcons fans. I believe that Trey smooth coming in. He says, best case for me is fields, uh, trade the second to fourth draft neighbors at, at eight overall Malik neighbors, LSU wide receiver and spend the cap on the best available edge like Daniel Hunter. You second and thirds on big body nose tackle and a developmental cornerback. You don't lose any picks next year. Let the team improve. Trey, I like where your head's at. I um, I could get behind all of those moves. You know, you're you're a skill player on offense for the fourth year in a row, but it's a, it is a need. Wide receiver is a need. You've drafted pass catchers two years in a row, and you still need another wide receiver. Um, <laughs> that's a different discussion right now uh, about the Kyle Pitts pick. But you still need uh you still need another wide receiver, uh, Malik Neighbors and Justin Fields. You bring in Justin Fields for a second and a fourth with Kyle Pitts, uh, Drake London. I got Drake May in my head. Drake London and Malik Neighbors. 
with Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier behind him, I think that's a that's a team I think we could get behind in Atlanta. Yeah, I'd say the least realistic situation of that one is neighbors fall into eight. Uh, from what I've seen, most people have him top five, top six with a bullet. I don't think I don't know if he'll Even fall back. quarterbacks up. There's going to be somebody that falls. Yeah, I think it's probably more likely to be a Dunze yeah. or a Joe Alt in the end. I think that a lot of people view neighbors like bumping his head up on Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but that would be a fun time. And gosh, man. Top talk be paying Danilly Hunter. And at that point, too, I, th- I mean, I wouldn't even be against going back to the well at a wide receiver, or tight end, or something, but or, or loading up on defense. But that would be a lot of fun. But you, you know what, Scott? It doesn't, you have to hit on that quarterback still. Yep. All of that's fun and we talk about it. But if you make that move and Fields ends up hurt for another season or just doesn't progress and can't function in the offense, it's not going to. Not going to be enough. You have that risk with anybody. Fields is a is a prospect still to me. He's still. I don't think he's reached his ceiling by any stretch. So he is a prospect as well. He's a year or one year older than Penix and uh, and Bo Nix. That's it. So I still think you're you're betting you're betting on the upside for him like you would with any draft pick. Yeah, I'm with you. The issue is that there's less projection still because he has been in the league, and also there have been injuries that are definitely a concern, but you're not talking about using eight overall. It's a different uh, the reason that he's, you're not spending a first round pick on him is because those concerns are what we've yeah. seen. And so I, I just go back to, you know, where would he be if he'd been in college the last three years instead of Chicago, you know, he, he'd be probably the number one overall pick and had been putting up Lamar Jackson numbers at, at, like he did at Louisville. Marley comes in. Then we're going to run through a quick mock draft. He says, good morning, Scott. Appreciate the super chat. My friend, he says with the wide receiver class, how it is this year, even free agency, who do you feel would be the best fit to partner up with London? Uh, I don't want I don't want them spending money on a wide receiver. I think wide receivers are overpriced on their second contract. I want them to draft if they go after a wide receiver. And I honestly, Marley ATL, I wouldn't mind them going second round for one of those slot guys. You know, a Ricky Pearsall, a Roman Wilson, a Lad McConkey. Um Tavares, is it Tavares? Tavares McKinley was no, that's that's bad news. What's McKinley's last name? That was who's the guy from? There was the from oh God. There was a guy that had a great Senior Bowl. It was like a T Mac name. I got to look it up real quick. Was it the Jack Saint from Georgia? No. Okay. No, that was that was on the national team. It was Malachi Corley. That was Adam McKin- McKinley was uh defensive tackles. Malachi Corley out of Western Kentucky, uh, five, ten and a half, two fifteen, built like a running back, um, was somebody I really like could fit in there. Now, obviously, you would like to have, you know, a Dunze or um or neighbors or somebody like that. But I, I think you can I think you can get a number two in the slot. You don't necessarily need to spend on a num- another number one type guy. I think Drake London is a number one receiver. I think getting a guy in the slot to raise hell over the middle would be a good fit for cost and what the team needs in Atlanta, Nick. Yeah, a few more names. I was definitely had Lad McConkey and Roman Wilson in my head as well. And it's not just slot, it's inside outside versatility. Um, that's a you know, guy who can play the Z as well because you have your X. Uh, but a couple other names, you mentioned McConkey, you mentioned Roman Wilson, you mentioned Malachi Corley, although he's, He's thick, man. He's like a little different uh, than those inside-outside slot guys. Um, I saw that Jim Nagy compared him to Anquan Bolden just because he's you know rocked up. Yeah, not quite uh, that tall. Anquan I, was six two, six three, if I'm not mistaken. I think McCorley was six one. Um, he was pretty big. Corley was five so maybe, ten and a half. 
Corley was only five ten. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, I he's, he he's, five, he's 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 a running back playing okay. in the slot, not Cordero Patterson. Okay. Well, the few other names I have in my head here uh, for the Falcons at wide receiver, if you're still looking, I mentioned this one a few times, Scott. But you know how much. Besides turnovers, what's what's my other one armed man in football games right now? What are you? What is everything Explosives. about? Explosive plays. Xavier Worthy is probably the second most explosive wide receiver in this class uh, outside of Malik Neighbors. Um, he's played through a broken hand. So there's like some people are like I've seen tapes like, oh, man, he has some drops. Well, he is small. You're going to have some of that. But he also played through a freaking broken hand and he had some drops because of that that's that's I mean, at college football level, too, that's that's tough. Uh, so Worthy really stands out for me. Somebody else I went back to you um, going to keep it in. Uh, Kentucky here, but uh, and Scott, you'll be proud of me. I would never have gotten this right before our show, but uh, Louisville, uh, Jamari Trash, uh, excuse me, Jamari Thrash. Thrash. Uh, he's uh, he's one who's a inside out Louisville, right? I got Louisville <laughs> trash. Nope, uh, see, can't get it, can't get it all, but uh, I think uh, I think he'd be a good one as well to keep an, uh, an eye and ear on. Probably more third round, fourth round. Uh, but for me, the guy I come back to again, McConkey'd be great, and I think. Probably with Robinson, you're looking for a little bit more of a McConkey or a Roman Wilson. But man, Worthy and his explosiveness and his speed is different, uh, and that's something that I just get explosive playmakers, man, and think good things happen. So going back to it, now that we're at the draft, now um, we're doing the mock draft. We're showing here Drake May has fallen to eight. Um, I'm not going to. I'm going to pretend I don't see him. I mean that he's he's already gone because I think the, the otherwise that's your pick without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but I just think that's unrealistic. So now you go to this question: the best fit for Atlanta, I think, would be a day two wide receiver that you can put in the slot, not a number one right here. Then you ask, okay, what about offensive tackle? Do I need to start thinking long term because I've got a couple really good ones here, or I could go my edge, Dallas Turner, or I could go my corner right here with Terry on Arnold. I still like Dallas Turner in the spot at edge unless I, and I'm going to assume I've made the trade. I got Justin Fields or Kirk cousins. I've already addressed the quarterback position. Okay. So not JJ McCarthy, then not JJ McCarthy. And, and may is gone. If I did that in may fell, I'd still draft may. I don't care if I just spent $40 million on Kirk cousins. Yeah, I'm with you. I will say the one thing about Roman Dunze is that he blocks his goddamn ass off <laughs> and he is, he plays so smart. I don't think there's a wide receiver spot out there on the field that he could not play. I think he could play slot. I think he could play Z. I think he could play X. Uh, just an extremely intelligent player, a ball winner. So the highest player on my board would be Drake May. But after that, my highest player would be Roma Dunze. Yeah. I know that he's not like as complimentary to Drake London, but damn, he's just so good. I yeah. I, I just, I have a hard time uh, going off him. Another dark horse here, somebody who I'm, I'm not calling my shot necessarily here because I've been high on him for a bit. And now it seems like, well, maybe I'm lower than on him than the league. Uh, but no, it's actually a Byron Murphy. I think is actually, I think he's going to, after the combine, I think there's going to be some top 10 calls. Uh, for I, I ran this one earlier and I got Byron, Byron Murphy in the second. <laughs> okay. I think, I think he's going to have top 10, top 15 calls uh, after the combine. He's like one of the youngest players in the draft has the highest pass rush win rate win rate was playing a lot of one technique, which just doesn't make any sense for his body type. Uh, so I think he's going to take great. Uh, I think he's going to test great and be in the conversation near the top 15 and separate himself from uh Drizon Newton. But again, if we're not taking Drake may here, I know you need an edge, but I just think you cannot bypass 
better players, guys who I rate higher. And I think Odunze is a better prospect. So I that's what I would say to do. So your board would be considerably higher for Rome Odunze than Dallas Turner or Terry on Arnold. Yes. If that's the case, then that's where I'm going because it's still a need. It, it's still a need at the wide receiver. And I unless if, if I made a trade for Justin Fields, as Marley said, then maybe I signed to Neil Hunter. And, and I addressed I addressed defense like last year. I addressed defense in free agency. Um, yeah. and, and, and able to make a, a chance there. But here's this is what mock drafts are for, y'all. And it, our numbers have really spiked here recently as far as who's watching. So appreciate y'all coming in late. We're about to get out of here. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe on the way out. Um, the, what mock drafts are for is, not to, is to give you an idea of what could be possible. Mm-hmm. You've got a position of value and good players, at posi- and you can find a need for all these guys, whether it's, it's quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, big defensive tackles, uh, wide receiver, edge. I said offensive tackle. Uh, I'm going to go with Nick on this one, and I'll say the wide receiver, and you're trying to spend on defense because I think wide receivers are overpriced in free agency. I do not think pass rushers are. And I really like Adunza here. I will say also we have precedent from last draft. Bears maybe would be interested in flipping a single spot, and I think the Bears would be wallowing, crying, screaming, if uh, Odunze went off the board one pick before them. So I think you might be able to get a really good trade package to just move back one spot and, uh, you know, move from eight to nine and still get Arnold or, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Dallas Turner there or Jared Verse. I think Jared Verse is still in the conversation for edge one, uh, in my opinion. So that's, uh, just keep an eye out for that. But those that's what stands out to me. I definitely so, uh, need a corner, um, but there's not one in this range that I like. Um, I think Tavondre Sweat, I like him in the middle, but I think that's a little bit too high. Um, I don't want to go interior lineman this high. The line set, tight end, no thanks. I scrolled down a little bit, and I go to Braylon Trice at Washington, who we've seen in the first round, and hit, getting him at 55 is decent value. Yeah. Can you scroll back up to the top? I will say I do really like TJ Tampa. Um, if you are okay. looking, well, if I need a corner, I don't know much about him, and I need a corner bad. Um, he is I'm really, good. really. We got, we're, we're running low on time here, so we gotta, we gotta scroll. We definitely need a corner. If you like TJ Tampa, I'm good with that. I do like TJ Tampa, and your defensive tackles are still here. So, yeah, I think any of these top three defensive tackles would be a good get for you. Sweat, there is some concern about the weight. Jenkins is just going to come in and be solid. McKinley Jackson, really good uh, nose tackle option there. So I would not be against it. And the way this is playing out, and you might do it anyway. I'm taking uh, a shot on Sweat. Sweat's got take- first-round ability to be the gravedigger type in the middle of a defense, Vita Vea, okay. in the third. We're going Sweat on this one. Let's do it. I would uh, – man, look at Chris Jenkins stick around there. So now we're still looking. In this scenario, hopefully you paid, a, uh, paid somebody to come in and be the uh, edge rusher for you. Yeah. Once you bypassed it in the – First round, I mean, it kind of drops off. I would have been interested maybe in somebody like a uh, – yeah, there's, there's Ricky Pearsall. Um, well, you already drafted a wide receiver. That's okay. I only have one wide receiver. That gave me two. I'm yep. going Ricky Pearsall here. The other person I would think of would be Theo Johnson. But I've got um, – I still have Johnny Smith under contract for now. Um, yeah. Johnny Smith, I don't need a tight end. I like Theo Johnson. Um, but I think the best players available here, I like Brandon oh, Rice. Nope. Oh, I'm ugh. Marshawn Nealand, man, would be awesome here too. We haven't taken an edge yet. He is just okay. 
I don't think he's going to be a, first, a top 50 pick, but he is big. He's long. He's strong. I really like him. Um, so he stands out to me. Uh, you still uh, got Theo Johnson there. Pierce all again. I think the best player on the board here is probably, if he's still, Junior Colson. I think he's going to go in the top 100. I don't know if you want to spend a linebacker. Uh, I, got, I feel okay at my linebacker spots. Uh, I got Caden Ellis. I got I got Troy Anderson coming back. Um, you know, and then um, Nate Landman had a really good season. I, I they're they're young. They're paid for. I, okay, I just Colton, I don't have I don't have a spot for him. Okay, he's uh, Johnny on the spot. He's everywhere. Um, I think the I'd want to say Daniel Jeremiah worked him into the top 50 of his uh, top yeah, I mean, 50 if big if board. If he's that good, then that's one thing. But if I'm I'm not going to use one down this low on a, on a, a linebacker unless, you know, I love him that much. Yeah. Um, Layden Robinson's a really good interior lineman. Jordan Jefferson, again, on the defensive line where we already went. Um, I need a safety. Bad. Here's Tyke Smith. I could go that Tyke. direction. Just take There's Tyke Luke McCaffrey at wide receiver. I could get, I could have all my wide receivers under 23 yeah. years old. Yeah, I th- I think you go with Tyke. That's your guy. Yeah, I like Tyke Smith is physical, um, local, which means they won't take him. But Tyke Smith had a really good senior bowl, and they, they're going to have to address. Again, you might be spending some money in free agency on defense. Where's the defensive guy, Scott? You're, they spent money last year. Um, developmental offensive tackle Christian Jones. Yes, That's please. Yep. Might be a guard. He's pretty That's okay. Stiff. He's a good player. And yeah. that's good value, and I need a lineman, and he's he's big. Here's my uh, – that's the end of it. Here's my rosters. So, OL, Christian Jones, he was American. Christian Jones, I've got this. Where did he go? Christian Jones, 6'5", 318 with 35-inch arms. He's a good player. So, we came out of this with Roma Dunze, TJ Tampa, corner, big defensive tackle, nose guard, Tavondre Sweat. Uh, he's on my he's on my channel on YouTube. Um, he's on my channel on YouTube. I haven't done Tyke Smith yet. I don't know if I've done Christian Jones yet either. Uh, wide receiver, corner, defensive tackle, edge, wide receiver, safety, offensive tackle. That's a pretty good haul. That's a, get, that's a that's fitting a lot of needs in there. I am so envious of all the draft capital you guys have. With having to do all the Broncos mocks has been painful, <laughs> but uh, I do think if Roma Dunze was there at eight overall. I think the Bears might give you a, a heck of a deal, especially, I mean, heck, maybe even a flip of pick eight and nine is part of the deal I'll when you bring in, when you bring in, uh, when you flip eight and nine, maybe that's part of the Justin Fields deal. You know, like you're already moving back one. There's a lot of value. Then if I think if the Bears flip from nine to eight, they have a much better chance of getting one of the top three wide receivers. Uh, so maybe that ends up being part of the trade package. I don't know. I didn't even think of that before. <laughs> but uh, that's going to be fun. Listen, we yeah. went, we went 40 minutes. We got to go talk Broncos now on, uh, on youtube.com slash mile high huddle. Appreciate everybody for being in here today. Um, it was late, late getting going. And then the numbers really took off. They really spiked. So hopefully a lot of new eyeballs and I uh, want to say thank you to our super chat superstars. Greg came in custom kicks with, with, uh, with a super chat. And so did Marley ATL that helps keep the lights on, helps keep my forehead nice and shiny, helps keep us, Keep us going. It, it it makes a big difference to what Nick and I do. Um, we didn't even get into the draft ratings from last week. If, if it's still relevant, we'll talk about that on Wednesday because I still have a bone to pick about that. I might write that up today on allfalcons.com. But we're going to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for being here. 
we're heading over to youtube.com slash mile high huddle where we will probably end up talking quarterbacks so if you want to continue the quarterback conversation follow us over there otherwise we will see you on wednesday have a heck of a football monday and hopefully you've got the day off we'll see y'all on wednesday peace